0: listening to Lighten Up with the Declutterista, and I'm your host, Becky Bass, the Declutterista. I'm all about having fun with mom life, decluttering, and interviewing inspiring guests. So I had a great weekend. Um, It started off on Friday with seeing uh, Mr. Rogers, which was amazing. I went in excited about it because I was a Mr. Rogers fan, who isn't, um, except apparently my dad wasn't. But yeah, just a really quality movie. Um, Tom Hanks nailed it. I didn't think he looked like him that much, but like all the mannerisms, just such a cute movie and more of a, um, like subplot that I thought was great. So that was fun. I also saw Frozen 2. It was, um, my daughter's friend's uh, birthday party, which is very high level birthday party to have pizza, popcorn, um, a movie, and then also, like a drink, a cookie, like things, like snacks at the movie. Um, and I stayed with her, so that was fun. And the movie was pretty quiet except, like, the kid next to us was pretty distracting. And I was kind of, like, tempted. I think, I don't know if the parents were there, but tempted to say something. But, I mean, teenagers and junior high, kids in junior high and are always doing that, so do I really expect, like, a six-year-old so that was a little tough., um, but it was good. I mean, I don't think it was a frozen one, but it was a good sequel. My daughter enjoyed Olaf quite a bit. And I went to my friend's house for like a cookie decorating kind of holiday f- friendsgiving sort of thing, and some kids were there. I'm not really great with like bringing things to a party. I'm like that person that'll bring like a fruit pl- like an already made fruit platter or wine. And, you know, I asked what I could bring and she said, just yourself. So I take that as you should really still bring something because, you know, it's a lot of effort to have people to your house and like they're kind of, you know, kind of fancy. I didn't want to be cheap. And I asked my friend who makes kind of customized gifts if she had anything lying around so I could look really thoughtful, Um, but she didn't. So then I mentioned it to my sister and she had, you know, she's really good at like being on point with things and like, um, etiquette and you always bring something and she had this random like knife, a knife, like a cake server sort of thing that she gave me. And, uh, even they kind of put a bow on it. So I looked really put together and I could, I could tell that my friend was going to kind of laugh when I give it to her because I'm not known to be thoughtful. So I could just predict, it's fun when you can kind of predict how friends and family are going to be. So she kind of made her and her husband were kind of making a thing out of it. And it was funny uh, because I'm not one to bring, you know, something thoughtful. She's like, what is this knife?" <laughs> so, um, and I made her like take a picture of opening it. Cause I told my sister, I'm sure this is going to be something. And she's like, I'm not sure. This is a small knife. Is it for like a small loaf anyway? So that's the adult humor. That's what we were having fun with. Um, I'm also, since you guys are really into my fanny pack drama, I'm trying out a new system. Um, it's like a little mini wallet that's attached to my phone. I think people have like a sleeve sort of thing that I've been intrigued by. It's a mini wallet that's like taped to the phone. And my husband says under his breath, like, oh, that's five days. And I'm like, what does that mean? Do you think I'm going to lose it in five days? What does that mean? But I think he thought like the tape's going to come off. But I basically, I still have the fanny pack. So basically this little wallet is attached to the phone and you could put I put like some cards in it. And so I'm just I'm trying out some new systems here um, instead of, you know, trying to change your word choice instead of like, oh, nothing's working that I'm doing, I'm not consistent, like I'm experimenting, I'm figuring it out, I'm trying to figure it out. Um, lost my keys at the Y, I went to Tai Chi, which I'm enjoying, definitely very soothing. I had a lot of things, a lot of clutter, and I left my keys um, and it was pouring rain and so... Anyway, I pressed my tile. That is I talked last show about um holiday gifts. If you or someone or know someone who's losing things, tiles are great. Um I highly recommend it. It just kind of takes away a lot of anxiety, but I guess my keys were at the front desk. So I could hear when I was pressing the phone, like the app to find my keys, I could hear it at the front desk. So and of course I have to tell them that like I help people get their life together and organize them, which and I was like, anyone can do anything because I'm constantly losing my keys. So that was kind of my interesting weekend. A lot of of random tidbits there. So I'm going to go and give you some decluttering tips. Well, basically, I have some moments where I'm feeling a little flustered. I want to put myself in a good place. You only have 10 minutes. So... I asked myself, what can I do in 10 to 20 minutes to put myself in a good place? So I think kind of knowing the things that make sense, like what's going to move your day forward? Is it going to be making the beds that takes like, if you run around the house like a crazy person, maybe like two minutes to do all the beds? Or can I take everything off the floor, throw it in the trash or put it in its proper place? Can I move the laundry through? Can I do the dishes? So like what can you do in a short amount of time that's going to make your day better when you come home to make you feel like you have your act together. I was mentioning on the podcast, knowing that, you know, sometimes on the weekends I get a little bit cranky if things aren't, you know, because I'm not used to, um, you know, being around the whole family. And so I'll know I'm getting a little stressed out. So maybe we can all pick up for a little bit because I know I'll be in a better place. And sure enough, having my house somewhat together, I don't mean clean, but just kind of picked up. I was able to, um, you know, kind of be in a better place and enjoy the family and enjoy the home a little bit more. So just kind of knowing like what can you do now or what can you do when you have energy to make things better later. I might have talked about this before, but I'm a big fan of like packing lunches or packing food before, like the night before. There's something about packing a lunch in the morning before school that I think is like 20 times harder the next day? So those little things you can do when you actually are in the mood or like if you're making dinner, can you also make lunches? Just little things to make your day a little bit better. Can you put your clothes out? Like if I go to the gym, it'll probably make my life easier if it's like cold and dark and 4.45 AM if I'm maybe in my gym clothes or have them right next to me. So you're not scrambling, like what are the little things that you can do Um, I also know that when my car's out of control, I feel a little overwhelmed if I'm going to be in my car. So not having things in the car seat next to me. So I guess the point of this decluttering tip is like, what can you do when you have a little extra energy to make things better? Maybe when you don't and know, and to keep yourself in a good place so you can kind of be the best version of yourself. So that's my decluttering tips. I'm excited today. I have a great guest here today, Padma Ali. She is a relationship and business coach and also a clinician. And welcome to the show. I'd love to just jump right in. We've never met in person, but I feel like we've met because we've been kind of stalking each other through Pepper Lane. And Voxering, but you're another part of Massachusetts, so this is the first time meeting in person. And I must say, even prettier in person. A little bit creepy that I'm saying that, but true. I'm like, <laughs> whoa, she's prettier, even prettier. Um, so tell tell your story because you have you have a lot to share in terms of, you know, where you've been and where you are now, and it's it's ever changing. So just just jump jump right in. But we're gonna focus on decluttering your mindset, decluttering your relationships, especially around the holidays. So we're going to talk about all the things. So tell us about you, Padma. Jump right
1: in. Thanks, Becky. I'm so excited to be here today. Such a such a treat meeting you in person. Oh, I hope I yeah. meet your expectations. Oh my God. Like it is so it's so amazing. Oh I know I like we've been I've been stalking you as well. Yeah. Right? yeah. We're <laughs> mutual stalker. It's a beautiful thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I I basically my my background is in psychotherapy. I was a couples therapist for 20 years. I only say was, even though I'm still a licensed clinician, is because I felt like the therapy license kind of restricted what I want to do going forward with the amount of people I want to help or the kind of way I want to be in in serving people, especially couples and especially women, that – So that's why I say I'm still, I was a therapist. So, expanded. Yeah. Yeah. I've expanded. I know we're always changing, always expanding. And I like that. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. As humans, right? We're always changing and evolving. So, with my story, Oh my goodness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was born. No, you don't have to go that far back. But you've been through a good you've been through a lot. Yeah. I didn't I didn't realize I was reading about you. I didn't realize your um your husband had cancer. So that's yes. that's a lot um, yes. to deal with and
1: that was back in our twenties. Like believe oh, wow. it or not. Like we I was um twenty two when my autoimmune got diagnosed. He was twenty eight. Oh, wow. When his and we're in our forties, well into our forties. He's gonna be fifty next year. Wow, I can't even believe oh, I'm wow. saying that he's gonna
0: murder me. Like gotta, for... <laughs> we gotta learn more about the oils that you do to look like you and you're well into your forties. Okay.
1: <laughs> but that really opened up so many avenues of living naturally, living well, living focusing on decluttering the mind and the body. Because you know what, what we realized at that time was how much of our life there was so much toxicity in our life, but mind. And in our physical environment. And we did a lot of work on, on really paying attention to why is this happening? This is, we're too young for this. Mm. So I spent much of my twenties in bed because I was so sick. Mm. He got better. He got better right away. Like with all the treatment, like we so, we were living in San Francisco at that time. So best possible uh, medical support. And he was, he was in remission with in no time, but that took a toll on my physical health because mm. I was so stressed. The stress, I would say, you know, like with physical illness, we're always, something triggers it. It's not like his thing caused, like his, the stress around being, being, dealing with that caused it, but it was always underlying my autoimmune. And this one was like this switch. Mm. So it pressed that open. Mm -hmm. And everything now, when I look back, right, like in that time, whenever we go through anything difficult, we know it feels like it's going to last forever. It'll never change. And I was in that throes of depression and anxiety and like, oh, my God, like my life is ruined. I can't do all the things I everybody around me was doing in their 20s, which was like having fun and probably having children and all that. Like all of that was out because we couldn't live the so-called parenthesis normal life Mm -hmm. at that time. But it was a blessing biggest blessing ever because we started to look at our life in a very big way it was a it was the time where my spiritual awakening started mm-hmm. um, it showed me what was possible in our life and it took us a long time. so I would say my healing process started only after I dealt with all my mind stuff
0: okay how did you how do you begin to start with your mind stuff because I know.
1: I don't know. I feel like a lot of people don't
0: even realize the power of conquering the mindset or working on it. And I realized it a few years ago, it's a big difference taking control of your brain.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. We think, you know, I always say this to my clients too. I want us to go from this place of life is happening to you, Mm. to being the co-creator of your life. Mm -hmm. And we have the power. We don't realize that we have the power. Mm -hmm. And it starts with, you know, think about it. Like, think about most of us just want freedom, right? Like we want to feel happy. We want to feel joy. We want to feel love. We want to feel comfortable, mm-hmm. secure. I'm going to take a little bit of a tangent. All of that is still an illusion right? mm. <laughs> because we're still looking on the external for that. Mm-hmm. It's a feeling. It's a feeling of, can I be okay? No matter what's happening in my life around me, the external circumstances are not going to determine how I'm feeling on the inside, Mm -hmm. whether it's you having, you know, a a fender bender or something major happening, like in my life where I was so sick for so long. I had to come to that place of realizing that I don't, my physical body might not be working to my advantage, but can I still be happy? Mm-hmm. So I would say that's the place to start. When you feel like you're giving your power away to someone else or something else around you, that is when to realize that you need to declutter your mind. Right. <laughs> right? That's when you need to start paying attention to your mindset. Okay. So what, did
0: you, what do you do to maintain or to work on your mindset? You said you do a lot of podcasts, meditating. What sort of strategies do you have to someone who's maybe starting to realize that
1: mindset is something? What would be a first step or... I would say start to look at where in your life, where where you start to feel, are there certain people in your life that make you feel terrible? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, it's time to declutter people too. (laughs) Yes. However, you don't have to do it in a bad way. You don't have to be like, I'm deleting you from my list, right? We don't have to do any such thing. It can come from a place of love, but this is where boundaries come Mm -hmm. in, setting boundaries with people around you who don't make you feel good. Mm -hmm. and also looking at where how can I keep myself uplifted at all times are you watching tv shows Mm -hmm. (laughs) that make you after that you're like oh my god like five hours have gone by Mm -hmm. that's a place it's more like an invitation more than saying do these things it's more an invitation to look at your life saying Mm. where where am I giving my my power away Mm-hmm. And the things that some of the things that I do personally is meditation. I do not start my day without meditation, even if I'm late. And, and that meditation could be three minutes long, <laughs> or it could be 20 minutes long. So okay. I usually start like with 20 minutes. But most of us, I have very young kids. I have a, a two and a half year old and a six year old. So mm-hmm. very young kids. And yeah. when it's, it's, it's chaos in the morning, that keeps me centered. Even if it means I wake up late and I'm like, okay, I only have... 20 minutes, 20 seconds <laughs> to meditate, I am going to center myself. So I start with that. So, but I would also start with asking where, what gives you that, that, that place of centeredness mm-hmm. for my husband. He needs to run. He's not, a, he can't like sit down and meditate. He does that too. But like for him, running is his thing. Right. Even during his cancer treatment, he ran five miles every single day. Like oh, that's wow. kept him, that kept him focused on himself. So Finding that that thing that makes you feel calm. Okay. And also, like, for me, like, I need my space to be very um, – I often say that there's a, there's a correlation between how your mind feels and your environment. I sometimes clean to make me feel calmer. Okay. It's, like, almost like when my environment is in a calm place, I feel calmer. Oh, totally. I think there's a huge – I know that I get triggered
0: – okay, so I was alone with the kids while my husband was doing CrossFit. And I know that when he gets home, I get on edge. So I wanted to clean. I wanted to set myself up in the best way possible um, so that I'm in a better place when when I'm with him. So so I think that's just ta- knowing that your environment has an impact.
1: Absolutely. But, but how
0: do you do that when you're, you know your kids are going to kind of mess it up in two seconds? Like what do you do to kind of yeah. keep your environment without being that mom that's like – type A and giving more attention to your house than your kids? Like, how do you balance all that? Because this is obviously something I struggle with. My kids are five and seven. So, yeah, yeah, similar
1: ages, right? Like, and, and this is where two things come into play. And I t- teach that to my, to my clients as well. One is taking responsibility, right? If I, if it's important for me to have a clean environment, then it's my responsibility to keep that happening. I cannot expect that from anybody, including my kids. I can teach them. Mm-hmm. I can invite them. Mm-hmm. They're their own people. They're gonna do it or not do it. But am I going to lose my mind over it? Right. Right? And then also expectations, right? And kids are kids at that age. What are your expectations? You know, my coach said to me once, he said, What are your expectations of little children? Are you expecting them to be like adults and clean and make this like beautiful space? They're not going to do that. So if you if you don't have expectations appropriately, you're going to lose your mind.
0: <laughs> right? right, right. Oh, totally. You have to have fun with it. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So this is where, too, these two play- things come up. I use that a lot in my own home. Not not that I'm, a- I'm perfect and there are times I'm like, oh, my God, like, I can't deal with this mm-hmm. and I have to take breaks. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. I often do that for myself, too. I i have to know my own limits mm-hmm. exactly and sometimes the limits are going and locking myself in the bathroom i was just gonna
0: say <laughs>
1: you're in my head i was like do you lock it's okay do you lock yourself yeah <laughs> do yeah. I, mean, I might have little fingers coming from underneath the bathroom door <laughs> sounds like a horror movie they do <laughs> I, mean, like, no, they, I know it is like little, zombies, mom cute goes little away, zombies like i'm like what they like, need you I? so much yeah, yeah. Or they're like knocking down the door or like two children crying outside the door. Those things yeah. happen. But I know my limits. I know yeah. that if I continue being in that environment, I am going to explode. Yes. Yeah. And I don't want to do that. Yeah.
0: And you use, uh, you're still working with oils. And yes. I think you might have been one of uh, one of the first people I heard who, and it's like really intrigued me. I went to a talk, someone local doing oils who's a friend of mine, and I did end up buying a good amount yeah, because my kids are getting sick already. Yes, I know. We're talking walking pneumonia and strap, and I'm like, you know what, Becky, stop being like, oh, I'm not sure about the oil thing and just jump in if you can prevent, like, a season of yes. disaster. Thieves is on, you know, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, and something – so, what did she tell me? She said that she puts the orange – like, as she's transitioning to pick up her kids from school, she'll put that orange scent in her hands and, like, smell it. Yes. Like, to transition. And yes. I've actually been doing that and my kids have been doing it too. Like, if we're kind of, like, grumpy and we're going to school or if we're transitioning, they like the yes. smell. I don't know if it's working, but it's a nice smell and a fresh start and talking to them about it. So, yeah, I think it's definitely about knowing. I can feel when the kind of the stress and the anger is coming. Yes, yes, And I always I, – I still have the mom guilt. I think that's a mindset that's going to take me a while, but um, I still have to kind of do what I need to do in order to function and be the best mom. Yeah. yes. So.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah, I use a lot of tools and oils mm. is definitely one of essential oils are one of the biggest tools I use in our home, mm-hmm. not only for like physical stuff, mm-hmm. but also for emotional things. I've used it with my clients too. The reason it works, like the smelling mm-hmm. of it, because it directly connects with the limbic brain. Limbic mm. brain is a storehouse of emotions. And mm-hmm. when you use essential oils, it literally like changes your brain chemistry in that mm-hmm. moment. This is not, this is not woo stuff. This is, this is pure right. physical brain chemistry. Like science. Right. This is how it works. This is why, like when you walk into someone's house and it smells a particular way, you're like, "Oh, my grandmother's house smelled like chocolate cookies." Right? It it is. This is how it works. Mm-hmm. And what essential oils also do is it breaks the neural patterns in your brain. Mm. So anger, frustration, depression, anxiety. I mean, yes, there's a physical component to some of those things, but it is programming. It is habitual. I remember. Feeling angry as a child, mm-hmm. right? And I, th- it's like every time you get angry or frustrated, this groove in your brain mm-hmm. gets solidified. Mm-hmm. And you have to break that neural pathway. This is, I mean, you can, you can put whatever those nodes are in your brain and you can watch this whole thing unfold. And when, when you break that neural pathway, it allows you to create something else. And I'm, I'm working on it. I'm constantly working on it on my own self because it takes time, it takes time. It's like 43 plus years of like programming to be a particular way, right? And then I have to break that programming to do something else. So it's a lifelong process. It's more being patient with yourself, being kind to yourself first. I always tell this to all my mom clients and to my own self, like it starts with me first, my kids are watching me. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not kind to myself, if I'm not forgiving of myself, what are they learning, right? Right. Yeah. They're no. not perfect. I'm not perfect. No one is perfect. But mm-hmm. we are living in the society where people are like, we have to be perfect. And we don't delegate. This comes back to the, the work you're doing, Becky. You know, mm-hmm. like the we need help. We need support. If I cannot, if, if having a clean environment is important to me, but I'm not willing to have someone come and do it for me and just get frustrated. What choice am I making? It's a choice, right? Right. right. And so outsourcing, getting help, getting support. Mm-hmm. So important. And I'm going all over the place No, I love like it. This. I love
0: it. No, this is so true. Um, you know, just I am a, I say this a lot in my podcast, but I'm that person who people can rely on to like pick up their kids or have a play date so they can have a break. But I also am that person who's asking for help. Yes. So there's no there's no shame in asking. You know, people. I know people don't have parents local. It, they might live in an isolated place, but and that maybe they're introverts, hard for them to make friends. But I think it's for me, it's really important to have people I can rely on, and they can rely on me. It feels really good.
1: Yes. Um, yeah.
0: and just knowing, you know, that you need help. It took my sister a long time. Um, she convinced me to get a cleaning person, and I'm like, yes. I'm home. I'm home, it's a lot of money, you know, and you feel that guilt, like, and I think people feel the guilt with you were talking about before we went on air, like, I should be able to declutter, I should be able to get my Mm -hmm. garage or basement in order, but... Not everyone's, you know, good at everything. They have other things they'd rather do, you yeah. know. So. And I'm not
1: good at it. That's the other thing. Like, I like a clean environment. I like a very, you know, decluttered environment. But I do not know which, how this is going to optimize my space. Right? right, right. And this is why experts like you come in because I really don't know that stuff. Right, I just like it a particular
0: way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. So yeah. when you're locking yourself in the bathroom, are you
1: sniffing an oil as well? <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally like either breathing in some oils or like I have oils everywhere in my house. Yeah, but I also like I'm like you know calming my my I do some deep breathing and mm-hmm. then I'm asking myself questions. So it's like, is how important is this for me to be upset right now? Right. Like the other day, I went to the gym in the evening, it was Saturday evening, and (laughs) I come home. So before I left, I said to my husband, you know, maybe have the kids watch. I don't let them watch too much TV, but like maybe watch them watch like 20 minutes of TV. I come back an hour later, they're still in front of the computer. We don't even own a TV, but the front of the computer still watching a second movie. I literally, I was about to blow my lid off. And I had to ask myself how important it is. is. Because once the kids go to bed, it's just me and him. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Because he's going to then carry resentment. Like, what do we, what do I want? And so I took a deep breath and I said, I did tell him, I asked you to switch off the TV. I know what's going to do their brain because it's not today. It's going to affect them tomorrow. So I had to take a deep breath and say, nope, we're not doing that. I'm talking to myself. We're not doing that. We're not going down that path. Right. And then let it be. Let it slide.
0: Because how often when you're in that place does it ever make anyone – Do you ever feel like it's ever useful? No, no. I don't feel like I'm getting through to the other
1: person. I'm not making. I think I'm
0: worse. I'm more upset because I'm not proud of myself or how I acted. Yes. So yeah, to to kind of I always say make yourself proud. Make yourself proud (laughs) with how you're acting. Yeah. Um, But whenever I see your posts about because you're 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 solo momming a lot because your husband's traveling travels a lot. Yes. And um, I always find the trans. My husband doesn't travel a lot, but he works a lot, and we're actually kind of talking about. Instead of – I'm trying to change the mindset like, oh, nothing ever works. We're so inconsistent. We're experimenting. I don't know if you saw yes. Pepper Lane. Yes. We're trying to figure it out. We're always trying something. So now we're trying like breakfast together. Mm-hmm. But now the kids, of course, are sleeping in for the first time. So he's making breakfast. So that's kind of our dinner table sort of thing. Yeah. And instead of me being like, oh, it's fine if you work on the weekends to catch up. Like I think it's better for the kids – it might not always be easiest for me if we're all home together at the right. same time because I'm used I'm used to it. Yeah, but I think it's better for the kids because we're only going to have a few more years. I think where they're actually going to want to hang out with us, and yes. they're not. I mean, I want to say I'm going to be that parent and say my kids aren't going to be oh. on the phone, but I see <laughs> I see the older kids, you know. So just to be realistic, so I guess my question is, how do you kind of work with the transitions of your husband back and forth? And you seem to not have a lot of resentment? Like, how do you work on these things? Because if you look at couples with young kids, I, I don't know, I can feel the tension. <laughs> yes, so, I, yeah. I mean, I think it's a big problem. And I feel bad for both parties.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I
0: don't think the um, the other partner has it easy.
1: No, not <laughs> I know at all. mine doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And this is where communication comes in. I had to work through a lot of my resentment because I know for a fact that when he's here, he's here. We do a lot of communication, even after that whole thing, right? About the night after he put the, then he been, when he put them to bed, I had a conversation with him. It's not like I let it slide, but I didn't come at it from anger because right. like you said, exactly what you said, he's not going to listen if I'm approaching it from anger. I did say, this is important. You need to think through it, right? Like, and I know he was just trying to get a break from them, which right. is why he switched on the TV, which is also understandable. Yeah. Um, but a lot of communication. It's really about, again, expectations, communication. And when he's here, what does he do? I have to also weigh in that. When he's here, he's fully present. Mm-hmm. He's home at a reasonable time. He helps put them to bed. He makes breakfast every morning. Like all these things I'm always like thinking through. Is he present? And can I, can I be okay with this? And he is, we, we talk about his travel very openly. He's, he's really he loves what he does. Mm-hmm. And I'm my heart. I, cannot ask him to not do that right and so it's it's all about compromise and but it, not in a compromise like i'm giving up something of myself mm-hmm. i go away too so for me um i also i don't know if you know of human design Human design is this like really fantastic, it's like an astrological chart, but it takes into account a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cool. Like if you just Google human design, you can type in your information, it'll pop up what your human design is. And I'm a projector and projectors are mostly, they're like guides, but they also like, I'm, I'm an empath. That's the best right. way I can put it. So it's like, I need t- downtime. I need a lot of downtime to myself mm-hmm. to really regroup. And so we worked all of that in. So it's again, I think it comes down to communication. Can you have a communication, open communication with each other about your needs, his needs? How do we work this together? What if you don't feel like, t-
0: <laughs> like that? I feel like, yes, I'm just by the times I've said this before in the podcast, yes, but by the times we can communicate, I'm just like, I've done the podcast, I've chatted with the kids, I've been pleasant. I'm just kind of, I feel depleted. And I'm also wondering. Does the phone usage have to do with like the exhaustion? Like I'm realizing like I don't feel physically exhausted, but I'm just kind of done and I'll fall right asleep even if I've had caffeine. (laughs) So I think I'm mentally exhausted. But like what if you're... I guess, you, I don't know, what if you don't feel like talking Yeah, <laughs> or it doesn't you go well that, when you talk talking, you just wink at e- Yeah, <laughs>
1: and at I each would other. say that's where the timing <laughs> matters a right. lot because in the evening, if you're tired, like I, in the evenings, I cannot have a conversation, a coherent conversation right. because I'm like a bird. I need to go to bed. The moment right. the sun goes down, I'm like, I'm done. Goodbye, people. I'm done. <laughs> so it, again, matters, like what is it that you want to create? Um, one of the exercises I was doing with one of my clients was what is the intention she wants to set for her relationship? Mm-hmm. So I start with that. Like, where do you want to go? Where do you see yourself going with this? Mm-hmm. And so if, if intimacy is important, if connection is important, then how do you fit that in? How do you talk about it? Mm-hmm. And it all again, like your partner has to be receptive. You know, the history of the relationship counts <laughs> and your own past histories with. Growing up and what you watched, parents have, and I know, all of those things influence where you are today. Mm-hmm. But it also starts with you. From what you're saying, you're like, I'm so depleted, right? So I would start with that. Can you fill your cup up? Your if your jug is empty, there's nothing you can give to anybody. That's
0: the thing. I feel like I have so much. It's fun. It's energy. It's everything. You know what I mean? It's not like oh, poor me. I have this like burden life. It's just kind of. It's just kind of done. But yeah. I, I definitely see what you're saying, but that's a good point. Like, how can I almost an oil transition? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, as soon as he, like, I talked about this with Jess Miller having an avatar yes. for different parts of your day. Like, what is, who do I want to show up as for my husband? And then sniffing an oil. <laughs> good to go. I don't know which one that would be. It'd be lavender. What do you think? What do you think would be a good transition? The husband comes home and don't be bitchy. What oil would be huff? Not uh, huff. That's a bad peace term. and calming. Peace and calming. Yeah, is that a blend or is that it's like a blend? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I like that a lot.
1: Oh, I like you know, that a lot.
0: I post. This is kind of funny. I posted on Facebook. I saw some article about how you need a twenty second hug. Yes, to have that yes, yes, to make yes. have big impacts. So my husband's hysterical. So he started doing it with me. And I'm kind of like, go, go, go. And he's like, you're the one who posted it. So I'm actually, it's nice. So how do you really, how are you grouchy if you're, that's a long hug. It's a long, let me tell you. 20
1: seconds <laughs> is a long time.
0: It is. But we do that before we leave. And I think it's really sweet that he's like consistently doing it. At first
1: I was like, okay, what do I have to be doing?
0: <laughs> My to-do list is going off. But now, you know, it's it's kind of a nice, like intimate
1: yeah sort of it's, thing. That's when the brain registers, actually. There's so much research that goes into that 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 kind of study that, That's when the brain registers like, oh, that physical contact. We need it so much and we ignore it.
0: Yeah. I mean, if 20 seconds is long, imagine how short those hugs.
1: Oh, my God. Right?
0: And I'm known to be a – my friends tease me that I'm kind of not the best hugger. Like I'm just like a pat like a pad, and the, and so then I overdo it because they say I'm a bad hugger, and I make it more awkward. But yeah, no, I think so. Tell me more about your wisdoms. Why did you decide to to go from? So you're focusing more on relationships,
1: relationships and business, and more like life coaching. You know, mm-hmm. it's like all encompasses the same thing. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I like I like the I like relationships mainly because you know I was. I was a couples therapist. I kind of know that in the back of my right, hand. right. I know how to do that really well, and it's such an important need. Their divorce, their divorce rate in this country is so high. Yeah, right, and and a lot of it is because of isolation. We're so isolated as families these days, mm-hmm. and we don't know how to ask for help. We don't know how to fill our own cup. We kind of keep looking to our partners to do things and they just don't do and we get disappointed in them. And so if there's a way to kind of bridge that gap between a couple um, and then it impacts the family, totally mm-hmm. impacts the family. Yeah. And you're teaching your future generation how to be in relationships with each other, not just, you know, I think it's saying couples, but it goes beyond that, it goes to relationships in your life. Mm-hmm. I just did a whole series on uh relationship dealing with stressful relationships during the holidays Mm -hmm. which is very general but like how do you work with that like how do you create boundaries how do you listen to your own self how do you set the stage for not being stressed
0: Mm -hmm. so what do you suggest during the holidays so like maybe if a family member's driving you nutty just kind of Lock yourself in a bathroom, go for a walk,
1: something like that. that. You know, those are practical tips. Yes, those are very, very important because that's setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. But I would start with what is the intention are you setting for that relationship? So often what happens if they have, if there's a family member who has said something mean to you and in, in a past setting, right? Mm-hmm. We go in with that mindset. Mm-hmm. Like we already go in with our guards up. Right. So right. the first thing I often invite that that's how I started the whole series is like, what intention are you setting for this relationship during the holidays? Can you okay. come at it from a blank slate? It's very radical thinking. Right. It's very right. different. Like that's can you just literally erase the past and go in from this place of ultimately it's just love. <laughs> if you go in with love, they're going to reciprocate with love. But at the same time, I also, in that same series, I talked about boundaries. How do you set boundaries in a a loving, kind way? Mm. And no is a complete sentence. (laughs) Right, right, right. So it kind of goes both ways, Mm -hmm. like, you know, coming at it from a different place, setting boundaries. And then I also talked about, this is where I bring in a very, I bring all the holistic stuff into it. I talked about how you can clear cords between you and that person. Because often there's sometimes this karmic history between you and that person that comes in. It might sound really odd. No, what's to clear you? cords? So uh, like, um, mean more. So energetic chords. Yeah. So like you and I are sitting right now, right. in front of each other. Good and cords there's on. like <laughs> We have good yeah. chi. <laughs> yeah, it's more like this energetic exchange that happens between us in okay. layman's language. Okay. And I literally imagine like this this energetic connection between my 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 navel and your navel, like this thing. Okay. And we we form and this happens especially with anybody that you are with people in your life okay and even with my own with my husband we have it but we are constantly evolving Mm -hmm. so as we change the energetics change between us but it's almost like the past isn't caught up to the present so you do this clearing Mm -hmm. and you just intention it's just intention and just imagine this cord as being cleared between you and me oh that's pretty cool yeah, it it works really well. So it's
0: just it's just your mad imag- it's your imagining. There's nothing physical. No. You're not like throwing stuff in the air. No, okay, no, no, got no, it.
1: Nothing, nothing. It's more like A you're just imagining this energy coming down from the top of your head and imagining that person standing in front of you and this this whole energetic exchange between you and that person is cleared. Hmm. So anything from the past is kind of gone. Because we all we have is now, right? This is the yeah. present moment is all you have. But when you're bringing in the past into that relationship, it impacts that relationship. Mm, it's like a little baggage. Yes. Yeah. You're looking at it from a lens that doesn't exist. Mm, interesting. You and I are this, – this moment is all we have. We understand that on a conceptual way, but when you really get it, mm. it's very different.
0: That's interesting. What, what really uh, sticks with me is most people, like when I get upset about something someone did, they're not intentionally trying to go at it. They're not like, how can we upset Becky today? Right. How can we offend her? Not many, unless they're kind of maybe right. not the <laughs> nicest people deep down, but it's not really about us. Yes. You know, um, maybe they have, they have something going on, but I like the idea of, of a clean slate. That's interesting. Yeah. This is a little, I'm getting a little bit deep here. But you said come from a place of love. And this isn't a good thought that I tell myself, but to be naturally loving and warm does not come naturally to me. Yeah. Um, so what do you suggest for someone who's who's just a little bit sarcastic, a little bit not like warm and fuzzy, but maybe wants to be a little bit more and fuzzy? Is it like just set an intention and just kind of live up to, I mean, what do you, what do you do from sarcasm to love?
1: No, I mean, first of all, like honoring you, like you are unique in your own way and it's more the intention that counts. It's not like, you know, being loving and fuzzy is, is what, it might look very different from me and you, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's more the intention. Where are you coming from? Mm -hmm. And I can tell right here, looking at you, like your, your intention is just pure. It's just pure. It's just, it's just love. No. Right? You might not express it on the outside yeah. like that. So that's what I would have anyone who is struggling with that. My mm-hmm. my sister is not. My my husband is not. They're more like, you know. They're back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very different. My, I, I still remember when I, my husband and I got together 22 years ago, He the first thing he said was, I said, I love you to him at some point, you know, like when that whole thing happens. And he says to me, when you say I love you, just imagine I'm saying that back to you. I'm not going to say it. oh boy i mean it's come a long way from that but it gives you a context right like how we express our love and affection is not a reflection of who you are on the inside right it doesn't have to look warm and fuzzy it's just an intention Hmm. can you go at it with like an open heart can you go at it Open heart does not mean setting not setting boundaries. I I say that a lot. I gave an analogy of um, the not analogy. Sh- I shared a story on my on the on the whole series of the Buddha and um, and a snake. So the snake listens to Buddha's teachings mm-hmm. and says, oh, "Okay, I'm going to be nonviolent. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bite anybody. I'm not going to do anything." Mm-hmm. And then the Buddha on his walk, he finds the snake really beaten and like stones and sticks thrown at this poor snake. And he says, "Why did? You, what's going on? Why didn't you do anything about this when someone was throwing stones at you?" And he says, "I I listened to your teachings and I didn't want to be violent anymore." So the Buddha says to him, "I didn't tell you not to hiss." Uh, okay, <laughs> right. Yeah. So boundary setting and being in coming from a place of love, you don't have one. You don't have to have one or the other. Mm-hmm. You can be loving and still set boundaries. People get that very confused. Okay. And so for you, like what you were saying about for anyone listening, like who feels like they have – you don't have to be anything that you're not. Just be you. Hmm. I I don't know. I I admire people who are just so
0: secure. Even if they're not people I'd want to be, they're just themselves, (laughs) you know, because I'm always trying to be, you know, better. I'm trying to be better. But, like, I think part of the reason, like, the declutteries in the podcast works is because I am kind of just me. I'm not trying to be perfect. Yes. And it's more relatable. Um, but at the same time, always trying to kind of have like a better mindset and be a
1: happier person. But something but that's good, though. Yeah. I evolving, think evolving is good. Yeah. yeah. I'm always working. I'm so many. Oh, my God. like I can <laughs> list thousand things that I feel like I'm not good at. right, oh, yeah. Yeah. You seem good
0: at everything. To me. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. But it's <laughs> yeah. true. It's nice to see people who seem to have it all together that are still working on things because oh, it doesn't the work It doesn't come stops. naturally. Yeah, and to try to have fun with it instead of be like, I'm never going to be this person, yes. but just kind of enjoy the journey. I guess.
1: <laughs> yes, That's you nailed it. <laughs> enjoying the journey. Yep.
0: Yeah, I'm actually working on. Um, I've had like a you know kind of been overweight or working on my weight since I was like five. But I've been listening to this coach, um, Corinne Crabtree, and I joined her program, and she talks about, like, losing weight. It's not a diet. I'm tired of diets. like, the D word, I call it. But she talks about, why don't we actually, like, enjoy the journey? I'm like, whoa. Enjoying, like, weight loss? That's crazy. But, like, instead of just being this, like, drudgery and, oh, I'm never going to do this, like imagine having fun with that, yeah like, oh. and it's funny it's such a not a deep thought but I'm like that's so cool yeah maybe we could do that yeah <laughs> you know and not expect like these radical changes but like little ways to level up so that was kind of a game changer because I mean there's no shame in working on yourself and in oh trying God. to be better but just no. yeah just try to be easier on yourself and ask people for help be vulnerable so yes.
1: Be loving and kind to yourself first. Oh, yeah. That is the first step. I mean, the amount of time we are harsh mm-hmm. to our own selves, the judgments, it's crazy.
0: I I think we're our worst critics. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think when people, there's just like this compound effect. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. But yeah, people are hard on themselves. And they often say to me, like, you're so hard on yourselves. And I'm like, I'm like no i'm trying i'm like very like obvious it's obvious to me when other people the way they talk to themselves so when they say i do it too i'm like oh no i'm working on it so yeah yeah Yeah. it's definitely a process so tell me like what what's new what's your what's ahead for padma like Mm -hmm. what are you working on these days how can we find you all that good stuff
1: i'm right now it's like it's a it's a program i'm working on about intimacy intimacy Mm -hmm. after motherhood Oh wow! I feel like um, it's a group program. I'm working on it. Um, We release some time in the new year. Um, It is one of my, I was also trained as a sex therapist for many years. And so I I really see the need. It's not a topic that's talked about. And I'm pretty disarming, I think, (laughs) because of just my presence um, to be a good facilitator and bringing that topic to, to forefront. So that's one of the things I'm working on. But I'm mostly just doing some one-on-one client work right now. Mm -hmm. And eventually, I'd like to do some more group coaching programs, but not right now. I have young kids, so I'm also trying to balance that with my husband traveling. So, you know, everything needs its time and space.
0: Yeah. I just love how honest you are on social media because it's clear that you're enjoying your kids, but you also definitely admit when things are hard. Oh, my God. Yes. You know? So every time I see, I'm like, Yeah. I, get, I need a, to boxer her like <laughs> I, you know, I get I get the struggle, but also how enjoyable they are at the same time. So
1: yeah. it's such a dichotomy when it comes to kids, right? Like, mm-hmm. wow, just this morning she was whining her head off, and I was like, if you don't shut up one second, <laughs> I am going to like lose my mind, and I had yeah. to it was. Those seconds, every minute of working on that stuff, and I had to make a choice. Do I want to lose it with her right now? She's two and a half. (laughs) Right. What what is my expectations? And so all these things, right, and lack of sleep, like, it just compounds. It compounds, yeah, yeah, Yeah. definitely.
0: I was, my kids were kind of, so we had a weekend of, like, my husband took my son, and then I had my daughter, and then we switched the next day just because of the activities, even though I was, like, trying to have the four of us all together, it just worked out. Yeah. It was kind of awesome to have one-on-one time. I don't know if you ever had the chance to, but it is so much easier. They're happy. They're not bickering. So then this morning, my kids were kind of together for the first time, and they were just getting on each other's nerves. I'm just trying to get in the shower without people, you know, the hands coming in. And and I said, you know, why don't we just like – I was trying to think of an activity to kind of get their frustrations out. So yeah. we had all these balloons. So I made a big deal out of it. I'm like, let's pop the balloons and then just let our issues out and throw pillows. So we just kind of went crazy. And I think it worked. It got, got everyone in a good place to just kind of let out those, yeah. that frustration. and Because um, to expect little kids to like have it together when adults, when every day I'm like, how am I going to pull it together? Oh, you know, to have expectations yes. like you were talking about.
1: Yeah. And what you did there is is a really great technique. It's Hopefully. actually <laughs> called taking your attention off of whatever is happening. Oh, okay. Oftentimes when we are in that, we keep thinking about it, like when we are struggling with something, we focus on focus and focus and focus on that one thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give you any solutions. Your brain's like constantly thinking about anxiety and worry and whatever, stress and anger, right? Mm-hmm. And you move their attention to something else. That yep. works. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, no, it's and it's good. And I think everyone needs to let they have so many movement breaks at school, which are good. Yeah, it diffuses, and I think I need it because I have all this pent up whatever. Yes, <laughs> that uh, you know, chasing my son around—he has a lot of energy. He wants to be active, so sometimes I chase him around and like act crazy, and it gets my crazies out too. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like you could be a fly in the wall at our house. It's oh, kind of nuts.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Do you yeah. have a? You don't have an? I don't notice an animal in your pictures. We
1: had two dogs. Oh, before the kids came. Okay, they both passed away. Oh, was, um, right before the kid, my my son was born. Uh we're. Talking
0: Talking about that because my dog's ten and they're, they ask questions. My son was talking about a bucket list for himself, but he thought a bucket list was a to do list. <laughs> he's like, my bucket list for this weekend is to go here and there. I'm Aww. like, I, that's not really what a bucket list is. So now we're working on a bucket list for my dog Bear. He's Aww. he's fine, but he's ten. Yes, and he's yeah. a big dog. So I don't know because we're my husband and I are talking about like maybe not having a dog right away, kind of taking a break and. I kind of brought that up to the kids like what do you think if maybe we don't like why do it talk about it now But because they're kind of questioning what we're going to are we gonna do to them
1: too right because it might happen yeah unexpectedly for all you know and I think that's right?
0: what people say and then like okay I can't take this puppy <laughs> like people yeah. say I'm not and then they go right to um, having a dog but um
1: i haven't been able to it's been six years so you're okay maybe like, i'll get your support be like it's, but it's more like i think i haven't gotten over him my, he he died two weeks before my son was born so i didn't even have time to grieve him like it was oof. my first baby right and oh, then yeah. i was like oh and then so it's like this i still feel him and so i'm like oh man <laughs> I'm feeling too loyal to you. Oh,
0: <laughs> yeah, well, some people just take their mind off that sadness and get one right away. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: I love dog energy, though. Oh, oh my
0: God. I so know.
1: nice at home, right? Like, it is. Such amazing. That is an example of unconditional love, right? Like, oh, oh yeah. my God. Look at them, right? I know. They're such teachers for us humans.
0: I know. And that's another, like, mom guilt, not giving him as much attention, but. I don't uh, think he
1: cares. I know. He's like, just pet me. <laughs> I know. I know, exactly. Live in the present. There's so much to learn from animals, really? from dogs. They to start in the staring. present moment. Yeah. You know, give love unconditionally. They don't, like, you didn't give me a treat. So I'm going to hold a grudge against you for the rest of my life. They don't do That's, stuff true.
0: Like that. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Just watch, you know, learn. You're trying to figure out how to make it all work. Just watch a dog and we're good to go. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just watch bear. Well, thank you so much
1: for being on the show. How do we find you on social media? So on Instagram, Padma Ali. Mm -hmm. And on Facebook, it's uh, well being with Padma. And there's I have a free group there. So people are welcome to join that. Yeah, if they just look for Padma Ali, they'll find it.
0: That's so, it's been so fun meeting you in person and you're so lovely and smart and everything, all the things. So thank you for being on the show. And I'm, I'm sure a lot of guys are excited about the intimacy workshop. Yes. It's (laughs) it's very exciting. It's important. I think that needs to be promoted because some people might be a little shy about it, but yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. Thanks again.